these and I will get up and leave. Now, how do you make this lower so I don't I'm gonna crack turn you down. I know. You keep popping, dude. Pop, pop, popping. I just get a little excited. Are Whoa. we on or not? Yeah, dude. All right. So good morning. It's Tuesday. Oof, there we go. I don't know if we're live. I'm looking. We've okay. had some reconfigurations at Studio Chachalaca over here, but it looks like we might be up and running. And I even got rid of that little buzz that was going on that plagued me yesterday during my other during my other podcast. But whatever. Let's see. Let's see what's happening. Let's see what's going what's on in the happening. world. Okay, can you sing your little jingle? Drew in the morning. Now you're popping. Drew in the morning. Ooh, I don't know. Pop, pop, pop in. And Jess. <laughs> also in the morning. <laughs> You're rude. All Wait. right. Well, good morning. So look, it's Tuesday. Oh, look, I have it here. Right what, here. What's look, going on? I know, but the, like, let's get started. With what? Like, Whatever we're doing. In the morning. There it is. There you go. Yeah. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's 9.21 a.m. on Tuesday, October 17th. We've got a few short days to go before the Halloween weekend. I can't compete with that. Was that a horse? That. What was that? Uh-oh. We've got two people, of course. Two of our favorites. Two of our favorite listeners. Thank Gary, you for tuning in. Gary V says, it's not about how many people listen. It's about the quality of the listeners. And guess what? We got quality. We could do better. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I am popping, so I think I'm going to turn this down no, a little. turn it down right here. Okay. If it's too loud, y'all let us know because I'm trying to get the levels right. We are trying to level out over here. We've had little technical difficulties reconfiguring this studio, but I think we're back on. Get the balance right. Ooh, Gio is in the RGV. Oh, really? Welcome home. Hey, do you remember when we used to do all that turkey stuff with Gio and we yes. would go pick up the turkeys yes. and toys and it all that? It was such a wonderful thing to put together to, and do. To Monte Alto or where, where do we go? Mm, it was all over the place. I know. Gio, that was awesome, man. Look. It was a good time. Now I have the song stuck in my head. I don't even know if you can hear that. So I can hear it. Do you know who this is? No. I don't like when you ask me questions like that. Aw. We had a good time doing it, Gio. Thank you for organizing it and putting it together. It was tragic when you left, but though, because we were trying to fill that, um, to fill that, and we didn't know how anymore. I know. So if you know, if you know how to fill that, we'd love to continue that project. Just let us know. The turkey dinner it, it was you, beautiful. It really put you in the Thanksgiving mood. It did. And Being I think it help helped me people. also um, organize something. And now she works for the competitor. <laughs> we'll chat later to catch up on that. You know who this is? I don't know. Erasure. We're going to listen to you tune out. I mean, scam. You're like, you're already on your phone. Yeah, you and uh, you lost me. So who was it? I'm not going to say. I'm going to let Gio or Tracy know because I bet one of them knows. Who the band was? Name yes, the song, guys. Dude, Name the song. A, let me know. I'm all up for chatting. Yes. yes. Well, if, I mean, does the competitor do the same thing? So so to, to provide some context, what Gio would do is she would put out a phone call and say, hey, we want to deliver turkeys and toys and stuff to kids. Um less fortunate families all across the road Grand Valley. And so we would go in and we would, we would buy Thanksgiving meals, right? It was Thanksgiving meals and the community would come together and we would go out there on one day and buy everything at H-E-B and then go and deliver it. And it was, um, it was good. It was good. It was was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good morning. I can't see you. I got to fix these microphone stands. These are ridiculous. Well, here's the thing is that I angled it like this on purpose because I wanted the camera to get my good side. So I'm willing to sacrifice <laughs> making eye contact with you so that I get my good side out. Whatever, dude. So that's what I was doing. What side is your good side? I think this side. I don't really know. But that's why I angled it this way. But if it bothers you, I'll move it all around no, and I can okay. stare into your eyes. No way. Just in the morning. Oh, there it is. There. So it's Tuesday. Can you tell everybody why we're on on Tuesday, not on Monday? Man, because I didn't have a voice yesterday and my <clears throat> voice is barely back today. Also, uh, do you, the real reason? Yeah, you were in a bad mood. You didn't no, like me yesterday. No, you were a dick. We were fighting and you were being very I mean, rude were we people. really fighting? We were. We were fighting. And I was actually going to post on, on oh. Instagram and be like, hey, sorry, we can't do the show this morning because Jess sucks. Oh, wow. We were fighting yesterday. because We you were weren't like, really fighting. No. You know what I attributed to? 
What? You having an attitude problem? You're such a shit. <laughs> no. What? Uh, I was going to make a bad joke, but I'm not going to make well, a bad Well, good. Joke. I'm glad you're you're thinking before you speak. No, I was a just saying. to I everybody. Mean, well, I mean, I noticed Tampon showed up at the house and all of a sudden oh you're in a bad Oh, my gosh. Wow. So that's where we're going to go so early in the morning. No, it was okay. the hangover. It was the hangover. It was what the hangover. Okay. So when I when I travel, um, when I travel, and yeah, I'm I don't gone, like not seeing you. So yeah, I'm gonna move right. this around. Here, do this and then pick this up here. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All so right. When I, I see. when I travel, it usually takes a day or two before we remember who each other are. <laughs> okay. And you were gone for two weeks, man. Yeah. And it took a minute for you to integrate back into the into the household. And it took, you know, it 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 took me. A couple days to get used to having you back and doing things your way, and it took you a couple days to come back and doing things your way and not my way, and so yeah, so that shit blew up. I'm waiting for you to say something really rude so I can throw my coffee at you. What a dick! You know, so um, I know. Okay, so for those who don't know, Drew travels a lot for work, or used to travel a lot more than he has as of late. But there's always like a re-entry period. Re-entry, yes, I called it the hangover. So. You'll go away and we – I think it's a mindset also for, for a parent, right? So I know that I've got to tackle all of the things alone yes. and I can't count – like you're not there. So it's not like I can rely on this person going pick up this one and doing doing things together. So you just kind of handle it. And then all of a sudden said person comes back and <laughs> – Said person. Said person dad <laughs> comes back in this case and – I, I had a minute. It was always a, a good day or day and a half before I'd go and like yeah. hug you again or, oh, okay, okay, it's, he's back. We're acclimating. We're yes. doing this. And so this time it was the other way around, which has never really happened. I've never left for two solid weeks. You haven't. And I got used to the routine that we had and waking up in the morning and doing the stuff that we did. And then you come in and you're. We, I'm a little bit of a drill sergeant. I mean, we, that's not a lie. We do not parent the same way all the time. <laughs> no, not not all the not ever. <laughs> My favorite thing was Dola yesterday. That, me, be nice, be kind morning, to mom. <laughs> I was like, I said, I'm going to miss you, baby, and she goes, "You're leaving me alone with her for two weeks." <laughs> <laughs> so I am a little more stern than Drew. I run the house a little differently than uh, Drew does, and so, <laughs> so yes, I think it took everybody a minute. Like, oh man, she's back, and she is. Not taking any prisoners. No kidding, man. You were <laughs> so it was uh, it was a minute, and we got over it. But yeah, so the truth is, uh, Monday he didn't want to talk to me. He just didn't, didn't want to have to. he didn't want to have Drew in the morning with me. And I even asked. I said, "We walked." I was walking out of the house, and she goes, "Hey, are we okay?" And I look at her, I go, "No, I don't think so." <laughs> then I walked out, and I was like, um, "Stop! Can you stop and tell me why? Why are we not okay?" Yeah, yeah, we it's fight, like, we, we put that shit on Instagram. Anyway, let's not. I don't remember what we're fighting about. It's not the point. The point is that we, you need to talk to each other. We got to talk. And I did. I had, I was like, hey, come back and tell me what it is that you're mad at me about. Can't fix it if you don't tell me. And then you spewed out a bunch of words. And before I could, before good, good to know that you listen. I spewed out words. That's how we fight. You just talk, and it comes in one ear, and then. And I mean, no, I, I heard, I heard you just fine. But did you listen? I mean. I reflected on the words after you left, and then I said, he's so wrong. And, and then, let me text him why you, he's so wrong. Oh, my wrong. God, dude. So and it you, was line you item do by that. line item. Hey, you want to know something? You don't read it? I still haven't read it. Well, it shows red, and that made me feel better. Dude, and really, the only you, thing that matters is the, me feeling better. The shittiest thing about fighting with you is that as soon as as soon as soon we come to like the head of the argument, I leave or you leave, and then you – then you text me a novel of things. Well, because I wasn't done, and, or I have thoughts. And and for a long afterwards. time, I'd be like, "Well, let me read these." And I was like, "Well, if I read them, they're just gonna put me into bad mood." So now I just don't read them. Well, you like, should read them no. because it should give you insight and clarity no, as to what is happening in my head. Argument closed. Okay. Well, no one wants to hear about us bickering back and forth, but you leave do today. People, do Where are you still going? Fight the same way. I'm, oh, I don't do, know how people do fight. people fight the same? Because like we've, I've, we bicker. I mean, I yeah. don't know if we fight. Like nothing gets thrown around the room. We don't even no, tend to get I've that never, loud. Every now no, and again, no, I raise no. my voice and. 
every now and then. I mean, I get a little louder. I get a little louder. Saturday. Oh, you. Sunday. You, and you're so quiet with no opinions. You know, after after so the docile. surgery, after after my throat surgery, I don't yell anymore. I just don't do it. And then when I do, the kids freak out. Well, I Fleet think... and I had it out. I didn't even, don't I didn't be even... fighting with my little man. He was, dude. He was pissed. He doesn't I'll know that. You. He doesn't know how to take the L in football. He's playing oh. flag football and he doesn't know how to gracefully lose. He knows how to gracefully, dude. He's on. So he's, gracefully win or he's no, obnoxious. He's a dick. He's yeah. so so. We're <laughs> we're out there last week and it's like Tuesday and we have a game, flag football game, and he's like grabbing the ball and running and grabbing the ball and running. Scores a touchdown. Scores another touchdown. He goes, man, this is so easy. I go, hey, watch your words. Yeah. Like, it may be easy a day. He's like, man, this is easy. I don't see what the big deal is. Dude, the next game, they got their asses handed to Good. them. And he was learn crying and crying. I go, hey, I have a question for you. He goes, what? I go, not so easy now, is it? <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad you checked him because we, we you have to check that. The egos go crazy, yeah. especially if he's your kid. What? <laughs> the fuck? Jesus. Oh my Welcome, everybody. And on that note, we're going to change topics. Let's move what? on to brighter things in the world. No, let's do like what? This, the homecoming. So... Homecoming oh week God. and the festivities hey. that are causing stress in our lives. Hey, for real. I'm not gonna lie. What? Tell me. You know, you are asking our daughter, do you want to? You know, do, what do you want on your mom? Do you want this on your mom? Do you want that on your mom? And and I've never, I I didn't, I didn't have the high school experience that you did. I'm sorry. My, <laughs> I mean, don't be sorry. I've, I'm happy with my high school experience. I just didn't have the football Friday night friends. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have friends. Imagine I friends, that. But but I didn't have that whole thing that you did, and so. So what's been really interesting has been to see how how you are like how you're you're trying to shape our daughter into having the experiences that you do, which is great because I look at your friends, I look at what you guys have done, and I think it's really cool. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy the friends that you have that you've had forever. I think it's it's really cool. Um, and so you got her a mom, and I you know I I thought first I was like well, don't boys buy girls. Oh, that's you know what I mean. That's later. No, yeah. no, but the, not, not boys and girls. You know what I mean. Do, do, isn't a mom paid for or purchased for someone who's a date? Yeah. And you're like, no, the parents buy them at this age. I was like, I didn't even know that. My mom never bought me a mom. <laughs> oh, wait. I guess it's a boutonniere. Whatever. See? I don't you, know. A boutonniere. Fuck. It would Whatever have been a garter. Whatever. And anyway, no, not and so, everyone so does it. So then, so then I was like, all right. And I'm picturing the moms from when I was in high school and mm -hmm. like when my sister was in high school, you know, a little flower. About yay, you know, a little six inches, maybe with some little dangly stuff. And then the obnoxious girls would get like two or three, like you did. And <laughs> like bells and whistles and freaking That's blinking twice lights. You've insulted me. I'm not I'm, insulting I'm, you. I'm counting. I'm insulting your mum culture. And so we go to pick up the mum. Mm -hmm. And dude, that thing. <laughs> it was, it's beautiful. I turned around, like you turned around and I was sitting in the car and you were at the door and I looked and I seriously thought, I said, what the fuck is that? And it was so big it's, and so obnoxious. But yes, it is. It's, and I was it's like, a mom. What is that huge? Some thing? of them are poofier like than a others. Neck strap. Well, you can't pin it to your shirt. Because well, your I, shirt will fall off. I think a long time ago you could maybe. Long time ago you could maybe like they, maybe they had a safety pin on them. I don't remember, but they got bigger. They got bigger, and it was harder. It was hard. It was harder. How much of this is a valley thing? No, this is a Texas thing. Is it a Texas thing? Is it a South thing? No, I'm a hundred. I, I'm looking for anybody listening out there. Let us know what y'all's thoughts are because I'm pretty sure it's a it's a Texas thing. It doesn't happen in other states. I do think that maybe as you get further south, perhaps it's a little bit more. Anyway. It's a bigger deal, but. I no, so I got her a mom because I didn't want her to not, you know, you get in the spirit, you go to the pep rally, you go to the game. I wanted her to make sure she had yeah. all this stuff. And she loved the mom. She was so appreciative. She, she loved it. 100% Texas. It's a hundred, yeah, there you go. Um, she did. And she and today she and wore it And she's wearing it. Yeah. yeah. I don't I like, I just, I don't know. It's not. I and it's got bells and it's obnoxious. And some of them are sure. I'd love to go to school and just check them out and see what everybody's wearing just to see how big and, and great some of them can be because- Sometimes you get multiple flowers. There's a whole thing. And, There's a harness. And we're talking about sixth graders. And they're expensive. I uh, yeah. They're not. They're not inexpensive. These these mums are not like oh I got it at you know H E B and it was twenty bucks. No, they're expensive. And so that's the other part too. Is that if you are, um, Nola is so polite. 
So she wasn't going to tell me she didn't like it. No, she put it on very proudly. Um, so what was, where was I going with that? Oh, so if you're – normally you exchange like a, a mom with a garter, right, with your date. Okay. And um, I always said the boys are the ones that end up in a pickle there because the girls' mums are so much more expensive than the garter. The garter can only be so big. It's, it's it's a whole culture I'm not familiar well, with. Well, get ready for it because it's only She's so grade. excited, too. She's she like, really excited. Like, Do you want to go to the football game? She's like, no. Well, she didn't want to go to the game, but she was excited about all the festivities. <laughs> she wanted to go back to school yesterday <laughs> to go back like, to the pep rally. Today is art club. Uh, <laughs> like she is having an internal battle with who she she's, really is. She okay, is. She's gotten really good at sculpting. She is. You've been she's gone, so let artistic. me tell you what our daughter is. <laughs> Tracy, you you just bite your tongue, Tracy, oh, over no, there. No, oh my God! It's like when she did Texas Citrus Fiesta. I didn't she tell was, you about that either. She was the Princess of Tangerine Blossom. I had no idea what I was in for, and a friend of ours just got Princess of Ruby Red Grapefruit. I know which is, that's awesome. Ruby Red Grapefruit Blossom. Yeah, it's coming sent, around again. I sent the uh, the dressmakers information over to. Did her. you? Because yes, I, I told her she had to get in early. And well, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Texas Citrus Fiesta is? Texas Citrus Fiesta is because it's coming up. It's yes, right around the corner, man. So, Texas Citrus Fiesta is it started as uh, as a way to celebrate the citrus industry in the Rio Grande Valley. Do you know how the citrus industry in the Rio Grande Valley got started? Ooh, I this don't, but I bet you can tell me. You know who else can tell you? Tracy can tell you because I sat down at her house and I gave her a history lesson <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I'm sure she couldn't Dude, wait to get the you citrus, out the door. The citrus industry started in the Rio Grande Valley when one of the Oblate Fathers, who was a Catholic missionary on horseback, was cruising through the Rio Grande Valley and was eating an orange. And it's long suspected that it was an orange from Valencia, Spain. And and they were north of Mercedes. And this little girl um, looked at them, uh, you know, looked at what he was eating. And he took the orange and he gave it to her. And she ate the orange. I believe, uh, was it, is it Mora? Is her last name Mora? Or is it Moya? It's um oh I don't want to mess it up like Texas citrus industry orange and um this is why we need a little producer to look stuff up while I'm typing right uh well I don't think it's anyway just so move on. so Vela Vela it was Vela um this little girl they gave her the orange and she ate the orange and she took the seeds and she planted fifteen seeds from that orange and that grew fifteen trees. And then those 15 trees, um, people got the other oranges and they started planting as well. And the whole, the whole citrus industry in the Rio Grande Valley started because of a, a Catholic missionary giving an orange to a little girl. Isn't That's that, incredible. Isn't that cool? I didn't know that story. That's so cool, man. And there's a historical marker. Um, if you go up, if you go up north, you can, in North of Mercedes, you can, you can find it. It's right near the Laguna Seca Ranch. And it talks about the seeds being planted by uh, Don Macedonio Vela at Laguna Seca Ranch in eighteen. This sounds like a perfect opportunity for you to talk about on. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, I will on keeping it real. On yeah, keeping it real because it's, it's such a it's such a cool story. But so I didn't know anything about Texas Citrus Fiesta, and uh, I had a friend of mine. <clears throat> who will I will not name, but she sends me a message and she says, "Hey, Queen Citriana, Queen Citriana of I don't know what year, sixty eight or whatever." Uh, she was. I don't remember. And so she sends me a message. She says, "Nola would be perfect for this if she's she's the right age. She should uh, do this little." Well, I thought it was a pageant, and I was like, "No, we're really not. We don't even really do pageants." But then I asked her, and she was like, "I want to do it." So I said, "Sure." Not knowing at all what I was getting myself into, <laughs> Nola ends up winning Princess of Tangerine, Tangerine Blossom. Blossom, and yeah. it was uh, the craziest, but funnest, and most beautiful like situation. It was, it was so precious. You know, I talked to our neighbor whose daughter just won and as a uh, ruby red grapefruit blossom, ruby red, ruby red grapefruit blossom. And, and I said, Hey, I'm, we're not pageant parents. No, not we're at not all, pageant parents. Yeah. I was like, but dude, it was, I said, lean into it and have a good time and just enjoy it because so Texas citrus fiesta, you know, goes back 70 years, um, 80 years, seven years, 80 years. And, and it celebrates all things about citrus down here. And there's a big parade that goes through downtown mission and and they've got floats and the floats are made of it's like the it's of, like the uh like, the like rose flowers parade, and citrus yeah but out of out of uh, fruits and citrus and stuff and then yeah. they have like a whole competition it's really fun and it's 
it's coming and it's January, local and right? it's definitely something to do yeah, yeah. Um, if and, you're from the valley and you haven't done it and it's the girls awesome. are the girls dresses are definitely something to be seen as well uh, yeah. I did. I did get a little a little crazy when we went to go meet with the dressmaker, and we let Nola design the dress. And she then designed on a napkin. That's we right. We went uh, to uh, a good friend of ours' fabric store and got to pick yes. up the lace and got to do all this and the stuff. Crystals. Where, we put and crystals all over. It. There were there were a lot of crystals that were. What was it? What was the dressmaker? Was it Belinda? No, her name is Delfina. Delfina. And she did an incredible job. I was trying to remember when I was. But um, I will note that that was. That was a fun year. Yeah, it was definitely a fun year, but totally blew my mind with what these dresses cost. If I, if I'm being honest, right? I think that dress ended up costing more than my wedding dress. <laughs> Night. Well, I didn't know it was that much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. And I won't tell you how much the mum cost. In 1932, Texas Citrus Fiesta was held. It was the coronation and pageant of Citrus. John H. Sherry, one of Mission's early promoters. Oh my God. Oh, but also dude, the dresses are dude. per are per city, so you've got well. Is it's that not, right? It's not per city. There's different Palm like McAllen is Palm. Yeah. Palms. Yeah. There's different there's different uh duchesses and there's different um the little ones are the are the blossoms and then the duchesses are like the Duchess of this and the Duchess right. of Right. And they're all, I guess, per city or where you where you live. Yeah, anyway. man. So hey, so so sad, man. What well the, sad. Uh, speaking of this, I, it was like it was really eye opening, man. Um our daughter had a birthday party a couple weeks back. And went to this really cool little event center north on Sherry Road, mm-hmm. and it's just it's like a like a like a pool house, and then this big pool. But going out there, man, I took four mile line over to Sherry. They have torn down almost every single citrus grove that's out there, and and it was for someone who's grown up here and grew up with the you know I can't explain the the smell of grapefruit and orange blossoms. Uh, when they blossom, it smells so good. And it's it's my memory of the valley. And it's not just that. It's seeing the little white blossoms on the tree and then seeing the people, you know, it's seeing the fruit get picked and seeing the big bins on the side of the road and, you know, everything that has to do with the citrus industry and seeing those fields just empty, like dirt, down to the dirt. Um, it was heartbreaking, man. And I get it. You know, the people that bought the land don't want to farm and don't want to do it. But God, we used to be such a powerhouse for citrus. I don't, and I don't even know where we stand anymore with regards to citrus production in the United States. But to think about where where our roots are—no pun intended—in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, God, it's tough. It was tough to see that, and I was not a fan. You know, it's not my land. Yeah. Like I can't say anything about it, but I can't do anything about it. But to see that amount of citrus just completely wiped out—those are the old sherry orchards. <clears throat> and this was a guy who came down to the Rio Grande Valley and got people to come down to the Rio Grande Valley and buy land and, and develop the land and turn it into something. Now there's, you know, it's a checkered past because of the, the way that some of that land was acquired and who it was acquired from. And, you know, all that being said and the people that worked that worked those groves and, you know, there's, there's a lot of really sketchy history here in the Rio Grande Valley that I wasn't aware of until I started doing the other researching the other podcast. But man, it's just, it's tough to see growing up around all that. It's like, Damn, they're ripping all of it out, you know. And you're also attached that way, right? So I, I <laughs> to my history, <clears throat> to God, your history, so to your roots. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't tend to like. I don't drive by my old houses. I don't hang on to things. My memories are in my heart, and hopefully, I have an image of something that I really yeah, want to remember, like and then I move I, on. I feel like you and I grew up in a different. We did. Real Grand Valley. Right. It was totally different. I didn't, you grew up in, in, in the know, country. Right. Yeah. And I grew up in the city. And so I, yes, there was orchards, but it wasn't, it wasn't my. Yeah. But you never, as I a really kid, saw. you didn't run through the orchards no. and you didn't get, you didn't get your no. feet muddy. You didn't pick citrus off the tree and eat it fresh. Uh, off no. The, no. So I don't I know. Did, and none of that. Know? So I'm not saying that it doesn't like, oh, of course. I'm not saying, it, no. And I'm not saying better or worse. I'm just saying no, my but I'm, experience but I'm was saying around like, the nature in the real Grand Valley. It was around all of that. You know, I used to play in, in gin trash it's like when big. I was a kid. And it's like, and for anyone who knows what that is, it's like, oh man, that's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, I, went, always, I don't know if I'd let my kids play in the gin trash. But. I always do find <laughs> like the really trying to See, Jesus remember, she drives by her old house. remember your roots, right? Like remember all of that and keep that part of who you are. But there's also this beautiful thing that comes with the evolution of a growing city and the evolution of new opportunities that I've, I feel like I've embraced really well. Yeah. And so I don't ever, I don't ever sit. And this goes with all aspects of everything. Like I'm not ever sitting there and harboring on, 
oh, you know, that particular, you know, friendship or person, it's like, oh, I, I appreciate all. You move on quick. And, and then it's like, okay, it's it's time to move forward because there's there's so much more. Yeah. And and I don't mean that. I mean, like, you know, I, I've, I've sat there and I've mourned friendships that have lost or people that I have lost. And, and that part, of course, I treasure and I keep with me. But I also like have this this thing where like you just move forward and you keep going because there's so much more out of life that's beautiful and it just keeps going. Go right through those feelings. You just, and just plow through those deep. feelings and don't think about Put anything too much. No, but I'm just saying like, like I don't drive by any old houses. I don't do any of that. Like I don't have any, any, um, I don't, nostalgia. Wanna, I don't have any, yeah, I don't have any nostalgia. I don't know why. Well, don't. but again, I think that, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, and I, I feel like your mom's like that. She you plows know. through life as well. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't. <laughs> We're just that way. Jessica's but, never. But no, gone. she's very no. But she's very family oriented. Where when your mom comes down, she likes to visit family and be yeah. around family. But she's not like take me by where I grew up. No, you know, whereas my family growing up and you know growing up as a kid, when my family who was from here moved, who moved away and came back to be like, oh, let's go drive by, let's go see this old house, let's yes. go see this, let's go see the old. You I know, toured the old with y'all, and I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> The whole time. You guys wanted to go see this house and this and that. And I was like, what are we doing? But it's also important for me that our kids know where they came from because we, we have, we've built a really fun life, I feel. And, and I don't want that to take away from, from the the history of their family, dude. Right. I mean, go let's go drive down the dirt road I grew up. You in, do you know? such a better like, job at, at that than I do. Well, I think it, it even gets, even it, the Mexican roots. You do a way better job. It at ties that than I do. it ties people back to who they are. I feel like, and and I I think it's important that our kids know that 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 they came from. We didn't come from a lot. We didn't. You know, right. we worked hard to get where we are, and and I feel like there's a lot of people who who. I don't want to say don't work hard for what, but they had, they definitely had a different upbringing than I did. And now that it's one of those things where it's like socially now that we've, I don't want to say made it because no one, I don't think anybody's ever made it. Right. Sorry. But now that we're at a certain level, we're surrounded by people who, who some, some of our friends have, you know, have grown up with things that I didn't have when I grew up or right, with but different I mean, that's opportunities. Everyone, right. And so I just want to make sure that my kids go, Hey, this is, you want to keep them grounded. Yeah. They got to be grounded, yes. man. Because 100%. that's that's to me that's what breeds that disconnection between helping people and not helping people. If they realize that 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 everyone needs a little bit of help sometimes, everybody. Well, I, does. I think the helping people is key. I'm never going to argue with you on that one. Anyway, not to go off on. Now, a if I can but... get you guys to pick up, you know, your plates and put them in the sink. No, we pay people for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah, like Tracy. Tracy asked awful. me one time. Let's she's, not repeat that. She no, goes, let's not she repeat says, that. Well, no, no. It's it, that was a joke, right? But yes. But I remember having this conversation with Tracy, and she's like, "Do you, you know how often do you take out the trash?" And I said, "I don't take out the trash." And she says, "Why don't you take mm, out I the don't trash?" Like this well, no. But I said, "But I said, I'm like, oh, I said, no. we have someone who we have hired who takes the trash out. That's part of their duties is to do that." So if I'm paying someone to do it and then I'm going to do it also, that's not – I'm not trying to slide by what I'm responsible, quote, unquote, for. But if I'm paying someone to do a job and then I'm going to do the job anyway, then what's the point in paying them to do the job that we've hired them to do? You know what I mean? It's like right. if we hire – if we go to a car wash and we hire the car wash to wash our car and we get the little monthly pass, then why am I going to wash my car in well, the driveway? Well, I use it, it more it – I use it more as um, – and it's it's, not like I'm not being snotty. Like I don't take out the trash. Hmm, Who does that? um, It's no, I, I, we've hired someone to to perform that task because this goes back to a really fascinating conversation that I've been having with, with a lot of, with a lot of dudes lately where we're talking about how they, how they level up what they're doing and their jobs and their careers and about understanding your worth and understanding your value and what you bring. And it's like, if you're going to spend an hour washing your car, right. What would I charge for an hour, an hourly rate for consulting? If I would charge, let's say, two hundred dollars an hour for consulting, technical, you know, high end technical consulting, two hundred, two hundred fifty bucks an hour, is it worth two hundred fifty dollars for me to wash my car? When I can pay someone thirty bucks or forty bucks to wash my car, and I can, and I'm in a position where I can afford that, then it's it it does two things. One it frees up my time to focus on the things that are going to generate more income for me. No one's arguing that, but it also gives someone an opportunity to earn money 
performing a task for someone else. And so I see it as if I can be in a position where I can do that, then that's great. But where you get caught up is a lot of people who, who are, who are just starting out their businesses or who are trying to figure out how to grow their businesses. They're saying there and they're like, well, I have to do everything because I'm the one who does it right. And it's like, okay, well I get that. But if you scale back, if you scale back what you do, you can, you can, you know, earn more in the long run and you can, you can spread your business out a little bit better because you're, you can't clone you, but you can hire five people. And maybe it takes two people to do the jobs or the tasks that you do. Right, it's delegating. But you have to figure out how to delegate in order to properly grow. And there's there's a local guy who's a therapeutic company that some great lessons down here on how to on how to scale a business properly. But it goes back to if, if you're paying someone to do the task, let them, is it, is it let, actually costing you money at that right, point? Right, and I do I do think that we see this in a lot of um, our friends who are business owners who. Um, you feel like you just need to take it on on yourself. Right? Yeah. Like you well, you're, have like, to you're do, like, get out of the way. It's, it's like that. Com- it's it like right. that commercial where the guy's the janitor and the manager and the owner. On the wheelie. Yeah, whatever it was, <laughs> where he does all of this stuff, and then you realize, wait a minute, I can't, I can't possibly be great at doing all of it all at the same time. Which leads me to another conversation that I just had with a dear friend, and that was really trying to figure out the mom and career woman all at the same time. And I know that it's it's a little bit of a tired subject. You know, we, we talk about it all the time. No, but it's, it, it's, it's, a daily it's, struggle. it's a daily struggle and it's completely relevant. And so I was coming off, I just came off of two weeks of being out of town away from the kids and I missed, I missed Fleet's birthday. Right. And yeah. so this was a, it was a bit, it's a big deal for me. Those of you who know me know that I am a hundred percent hands-on. And so this was quite hard for me to say, okay, dad's handling it. And I really honestly, and I said that this morning, I was talking to my my workout friend this morning and I said to her, you know, I've had to just really let go and let God, right? I don't know who I'm going to offend by saying that or upset, but like you just have to at a moment take Or let your husband, no, who's but, perfectly capable. Well, yes, but hold on. Here's my point. Here's my point. My point, let me finish. Yeah, yeah, sorry. My point is, by me saying, I can, there's nothing I can do to control the situation. I'm 500 miles away. I can't do anything about it. I'm going to give it to God to figure it all out. Allowed for me to see how wonderful you were at figuring it out and taking care of it. There was no doubt. I knew you were going to be able to handle it, but I wanted to be there. And I needed to give myself some kind of comfort as to know why to 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 be okay with me not being there right but, and so by allowing myself to say there's nothing you can do about this yes. that you can change yes i was able to really truly be happy that you were there celebrating with him and although i cried right like i cried that morning and i had a minute and i really wish that i was there i was so excited and happy for you guys because you nailed it you nailed it from start to finish it couldn't have been any better if i was there and that allowed me to just be happy well so so and that's that's awesome and i'm glad and i'm glad to hear that because i think we were having this conversation at lunch the other day where where you said something and, and I know you didn't mean it in a rude way. And I know that, that normally parents don't mean it in a rude way. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe super passive aggressive, but you said something like, well, I was gone and Drew was taking care of the kids. I wasn't taking care of the kids. I'm a parent. I was parenting. Right. Like, it wasn't like it's, I'm not a babysitter. It's like one parent doesn't babysit the other kids. They're you're freaking kids. You're doing what you're supposed to do. And so you said something like, well, while I was gone. Drew was watching the children. I was like, I'm not, like, no, I'm yeah. being a parent. I'm parenting. That's what parents do. They, they parent children. And, 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 and I understand where you're coming from, right? Where you know, 90% of me is agreeing with what you're saying there. 10% is like, well, yes, of course I'm going to do it. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to not do it. You know, would you say, but it's, but you don't, but I have a problem with, with, Parents saying that they're that the husband is watching the kids, right? Or it's that not, they're you're babysitting the kids. You're both or, parents right. give give the other parent the respect of being a parent. Like let them like empower empower them to be a parent. Don't knock down what they're doing by yeah, saying right. something like like oh it's his turn to watch the kids or you know my my husband's babysitting or my wife. If if a guy said that about the wife, like oh yeah uh, Jessica's babysitting the kids while I'm at the bar with the you know with my friends. That ah, that doesn't land the same that way that it's yeah. like, 
well, you know, Drew's babysitting the kids while I'm out having a drink with the girls. Then everyone's like, ha, 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 that's so cute. Don't don't be detrimental. And I'm, and I'm not saying that you no, did. Yeah. I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying that you see it all the time where you see parents. Like we should be lifting each other up and just yeah, like, man. Oh, Drew's, so, like, Drew's dadding right now. Like, that's he's, it. He's got it. You're dadding yeah. and you're momming when you know, like for the next two weeks, you're gonna be momming the shit out of these kids. It's gonna be great. Well, for one week because then the kids are solo. Oh, yeah, you're bailing on them again. I'm leaving. You. <laughs> I'm not gonna be a mom next week. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just, I really, I think that, I think that parents need to recognize that the other parent is a parent also. And yeah, I get it. There's the stereotypical stuff yeah. like, well, dad's out fishing or dad's at the lease or dad's, you know, doing this or, you know, dad's watching football. Or maybe dad's working. Yeah. Or maybe dad's working, you know, yeah. oh, heaven forbid. But it's just, I think that, you know, dude, shout out, shout out to dads being dads. Okay. So know? this. Shout but, out to RGV dads who just, uh, I don't even know if it's public information, if I could say it, but congrats what? to them. The Knapp Foundation in Westlaco just approved a grant for them. That's so great. happy for the RGV dads organization. They just do so much good stuff. If you're a dad and, and you want to talk to other dads doing dad stuff, uh, look up RGV dads. They do, they do just such an incredible job and it's not a support group for single dads, although it can be, um, it's just dads dadding and it's, it's dads uplifting each other and supporting each other to do incredible things with their children, married, not married, single, divorced, widowed, whatever it is. RGV dads has, has such a good group of what people. What a great movement. Yeah. It's just, it's, and it's needed. I mean, we've, we've talked about this time and again, where, where the majority of the issues that you see with people who, you know, who, who are having problems later in life, so many of it's dad issues. I was just going to comment. So we recently met somebody who does men's work yeah. and I didn't really know what men's work was. I know that, you know, we talk about these retreats and we talk about, um, you know, faith-based retreats and how it helps, you know, men come to terms with whatever with whatever hardships that they might have had and how normally you'll find that the bulk of them step from stem from having a daddy, like dad issues, right? Like, you yeah. know, they had a dad or their dad was uh, maybe abusive or, you know, all sorts of things come into that. But we did meet somebody who um, that's his life work is to it's men's work and to help with what else is like grieving. And I found that to be so fascinating from, from the perspective of, of, from his perspective, it was, you know, a long time ago, way back when it was the man that would take the, the boys out mm -hmm. to learn how to hunt and, and fish and to provide shelter and to do all the man stuff. And now typical, typical, typical traditional male Right. Stuff. And this was this was way back when, right? Before electricity. And now, you know, as the evolution has happened, men work, right? So they're at work all day long. So moms are doing the raising of the boys and what has gotten lost through that. And so and again, I'm not getting into Well that's you know I was yeah, about to ask. Yeah, I'm not getting into uh, the specifics of what, you know, of, of genders or any of that stuff now, right? But but his work I thought was really fascinating because from those eyes you know, the, the having to heal because you didn't actually have the male role in the house. Okay. So, so this, this is a point that came up at lunch the other day with, with me and, and a bunch of, and the, the guys lunch. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I'm quite genu genuinely questioning, not, not trying to, not trying to stoke a fire, but genuinely questioning that traditional male role. Mm -hmm. Is it, does it have to be a man that provides that male role? Or if it's, if it's a relationship that it's two females raising a children, uh, children <laughs> raising a child, is there because of genetics, because of, because of the way that people are born, because of, you know, the identity of people, is that something that, that, I don't, I don't know the correct PC way to say this and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but mm -hmm. I genuinely am interested or curious if it has okay. to be an anatomical male who fills that role or is it just the person who's guiding in that, in that, in that way? Realm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it, because then, then, you know, you physiology and, and testosterone and like all the other crap that comes, but, but, but there's also. And again, I, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be offensive. I just genuinely wonder: mm -hmm. Does it have to be someone who has a penis that is that 
leads that role? Or can that role be done by someone who is masculine in one way, shape, or form? And again, trying I'm I'm really right. not trying to offend, well, this but I'm was just a genuinely curious. I did ask it's like I, I did ask this question. because um, this is twenty twenty three, right? And there's a lot of there's a lot of different types of relationships, different styles of relationships, different right. styles of childbearing, you know, raising, not bearing, but child you know you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, there's no. There's all these different things. So I did ask that question. I asked Josh that question specifically because I said <laughs> can't be mentioned names. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he's an amazing counselor, though. I, I feel like shout it out. He's he's he does great work. Um, but I did I did ask specifically. I said, how does this work out for the for the households right that don't? And he says, at the end of the day, what you really want is someone who's giving attention to to the kids, right? Like you need someone who's actively participating and pushing whatever it is that fits in your home. So if it's going to be more, if it's a, if it's, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like if it's a, if it's a boy and you want him, you know what I mean? Like you want it to, to fit that, that kind of role, like, you know, doing, doing that kind of stuff and paying attention specifically to that. Um, I don't have the right answer here. And I think he said the same thing. He was like, this tends to be more of a traditional type of outlet. I have not encountered yet, you know, different, different scenarios. And so I can't well, answer I, that. And I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, I just am curious with it as long as the home is stable and say, yeah, I mean, look, I, I get that. And some would have you believe that there needs to be a penis in the home, but they're wrong. So many children in homes with both parents are suffering. No, totally that, and that's not what totally we're agree. saying. Yeah. And I agree on the stability on the safe side. I'm just saying. And that's that, what he was trying to say yeah, was yeah. that as but long as I'm someone's paying is, attention to the kids. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is if there's not someone there that's teaching them how to chop wood and build a fire and go fishing and shoot things, you know, well, the evolution, but the evolution also, but, right? Like, who's building fires? Most, but it's not fireplaces have a button. Yeah, but it's, but it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. that that no, traditional I, because because the traditional like, gender roles. Yeah, because all I feel like this mic isn't working. I gotta get real right about it's because I unplugged you. <laughs> Probably no, but <sighs> shit. Sorry, but I really feel like I feel like when when. I think we all need when a lesson. You go None of us do, know. When you go do that, when you go and you get grounded and you go out to nature and you're you're doing nature stuff, mm-hmm. it just feels um, oh, what's the word, man? Like like not. I don't Neander like doing thought. nature, so I don't yeah, know. But I mean, you you feel different when you're out there. You feel different when you're when you're doing something that. When you're when you're chopping, you know, when you're like, I can make fire. I mean, it feels and and I don't know if maybe I don't know if you've ever felt this. Or I'm trying if, to think if, if there's a correlation for there's, me. So, there's I've I you as is is a guy, and I can only speak about me. I feel different when I'm out doing stuff that is substantial in that way, shape, or form, and that's why it's always weird because like I'm a computer guy. I always tell people I can't build anything. I'm not going to build a house. I'm not going to you know right. But when I go out and I'm doing something that is providing by by doing something You're manual providing. yeah it's just it's a different what's the word that i'm looking for man it's just a different feeling inside you feel like you've accomplished something and you know what i feel that same feeling <laughs> are you ready for what i'm about to say when you're sweeping the floor no <laughs> I had to. Let's I be honest. So When's the last time I swept the floor? Yeah, um, no. Well, honestly, it's when I make a meal yes. and my family eats it. Okay. I okay. feel like I okay. am winning so at life. These are so, but those go, <laughs> both of those conversations go back to, to, to traditional gender roles. Right. And I think that that's, that's what I'm asking is that, is that it doesn't, it doesn't I don't, have we to don't have be, the answers. Yeah. It, does it? Ha- it doesn't have no. to be a guy that no. teaches you how to build a fire. No, because I you think that if I mean? you, because I think if you got great joy out of cooking, like I bet if you ask one of our chef friends, when he cooks a meal and he provides yes, for his family in that yes. sense, he feels that same accomplishment. I think yeah. it's different for everybody, and it might be you know I, I, I don't know. I feel also accomplished when I get you know. But then okay, but Nola then, out but, out of the house and, and dressed right. Then, like so, so conversationally though, right where. Where we talk about the issues that a lot of people deal with, and they're mostly daddy issues, right? I mean, mommy issues are their own things, but you don't find grown men sobbing over their relationship with their mother. You find, in just in, in, in from what I've seen, 
the big problems that are affecting people that are 30s, 40s, 50s, that they're coming to terms with everything, it's all about their relationship with their dad. It's not about their relationship with their mom. It's all so, God, so many adultery and abuse and alcoholism and all these things stem back to, oh, you know, it's because my dad this and my dad this and my dad that. And it's like, Well, because those are roles that we learn. Those are things that you see in your home and you learn. You start to think that those things are okay. And then when you wake up and you realize that they're not okay, I think it's a mental, it's like a whoa, 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 that wasn't right. But yet that's what I saw. My yeah. whole life. So and maybe so that's where the to mimic that I'm supposed behavior? to behavior. Because we do. So that was the other thing is that I've learned this as a very recently. Our kids are listening to everything. Jesus, I know you you're so, everything. <laughs> like I, I, you and I can cannot be good about that all the time. <laughs> it's like we could be way better at making sure that that they're not listening to what we're saying. <laughs> Oh yeah, we definitely. I was reading. Can build a fire just the same. Sure, there are many issues that a male female child may feel more comfortable dressing with someone of the same gender, but safe and stable role models can be found all around, not just in the home. And I think that that's disagreeing. Right? No, that's one hundred percent accurate. And I'll tell you this. Hold on. There was another thing I was getting at. What was? um, We had an uncomfortable conversation. We had, and and I hate to, (laughs) I hate to air out poor Nola. We had an uncomfortable conversation with our kiddo. Right? We got a barkler, and it. It threw me into a tizzy, and I said, "Drew, get me on Facetime right now. You go get that phone. We're opening up. We're looking. I'm not going into the details of this, but (laughs) we had we had to have an uncomfortable conversation with her, and she was, I think, mortified, right? But then it was also mortified because you were in the room. Like it was easier to talk to mom about it than you in the room. But hold on, I made it a very, I very made it a very big point to make sure that you stayed in the room, although you didn't say very much." Because one, there's no secrets in the house. None. Two. <laughs> there's no two, privacy in our house. There's no privacy. And two, if I die tomorrow, who does she have to, to talk to about this? So she might as well get used to talking to dad about it too. And so I like I like that she may choose to speak to you one day about something private or choose to speak to me. And that yeah. it should be either or. It should. It really shouldn't be like, oh, well, mom's a girl and I'm going to talk to mom. about It really could just be you. And I grew up in a house. My parents got a divorce when I was in in sixth grade. And so I had to have the uncomfortable conversations with my dad. And it would have been nice if I had been prepped for it, right? Like if <laughs> if, if, well, I've if had, I mean, I've had all the. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying is that you're just always present for those awkward conversations. And and I'm thankful for it because what it what happened? We don't know but what's going to happen tomorrow. So you know what's crazy about all that is that is that we knew coming into sixth grade that it was going to be an interesting time for for us with her, not for any other reason than she's a, she's going into she's, her, just she's, pre, she's up, a preteen yeah. girl. She's going into her stuff, and that at, I don't care what school district you go to or whatever. Yeah. We just knew that that was coming, and I think that as terrified of it as I have been because this is keep in mind. So you know I'm. I'm Divorced, got three older kids, but I never went through this with with little M. She was already, you know, the the ex moved them to California when they were like she was like what four? No, honey, she was probably like seven when they moved. Well, we, yeah, but we never had to deal with the right. Teenagers. We didn't do any. We didn't deal with any of and this. So I don't know what stuff. it's like to be in the house with a teenage girl, with a preteen girl. You know, like I don't know what we're getting into, right. and and. Uh, it's it's been terrifying, man. Because, <laughs> but like, terrifying for me, because, because it's uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with this. Like, like I don't even like to talk about her. Period. You know, she doesn't have it yet, and I don't want to talk. Like, well, I'm just, that's like, I'm a just, lot like, more like, information than anyone <clears throat> need to know. Well, I'm but... just saying, like, I don't like these yeah. are their conversations that I'm just that, and you know, I don't go back to the male female thing. But I'm just like, hey, that's. That's totally your department. But hold on. But that's the, why I make it have, a point to have those conversations in front of you because there's nothing wrong with what's I, happening I with our bodies. I agree. But I don't know. How, I mean, I've never inserted a tampon. But hold on. <laughs> but if you had to, but if you had to, if you had to read the instructions and try to explain it to her, then you'd have to do that. Yeah, that's right. just what I mean, it there's is. Male, there's male OBGYNs. I mean, right? I want to say my, my, my dad gave me like the box and was like, okay, here. Yeah, and I'm just then saying, you had to figure it out. I, I, it's is it okay? Then is it a cop out for me to be like, "Hey, can you handle this?" A little bit, yeah. Really? Because it really should just be fluid. We shouldn't be like, "Oh, you know." I'm sure there'll be times that Fleet ends up with some <laughs> kind of situation where I'm like, "Duh," like, and we'll have to figure let's it out. Talk then. about condoms. <laughs> oh my god, you yeah. went there? Well, dude, I mean, it's going to happen inevitably. Moving on. This is a lot of personal information. Poor children. Um, <laughs> yeah, no one needs to know any of this. 
I don't know. I don't even know if anybody's listening. I don't even know if anybody cares. But hey, I do. I the other thing is I don't. I I the still bunny is watching you. People don't realize that I I think that this is really our time to talk to each other. Oh. <laughs> we just started recording it one day. But this really is. Oh, by the way, this is this is show number twenty three. I know we are. We are. I don't think anyone watches it. Oh, we're, thank goodness, we're except just, for Tracy. We're we're and three you. episodes away from it being at, our, at the half year mark. Are you going to be here next week? No, I'm going to do this from Prague. Now we can do it. It'll be late for me, early for you. Uh, I think I'm fine. You'll uh, just do that one girl, without me. You are fine. <laughs> just do it without mm. me. <laughs> I'm giving you eyes. <laughs> All right, were they real? Was there real content we were talking about, or are we out of time? I haven't looked at the time. No, Somebody I, tell me. look, I'm there's a lot of crazy stuff going there on in the world right now. And, and, and I don't want to say that I don't want to talk about it, but I just, I'm just, I'm just not going to talk about it. That's it. I'm implementing a gag order on myself. That's, that's a first. Well, I, I think it's I think it's okay to say that I I you know what I will say is that I am absolutely disturbed with Twitter. And and what really to me is the is is the worst thing about all this is that a couple of weeks ago the the new CEO of Twitter or X or whatever fired the entire content moderation team that handled the content moderation for for the platform. And what you're seeing now on social media is the most disturbing. It's the most disturbing images I've ever seen on social media. And granted, I've you know I joke that I've that I've been to the end of the internet and and I've seen all the things that you can't unsee. But what you're seeing right now is not yeah on mass is so terrible. And this goes you know we have a digital parenting group, and one of the things that we keep you know Tracy circulates some stuff and we've circulated some stuff that it's this is a terrible time for kids to be on open social media because of the information wars that are happening on both sides and 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 I and I absolutely mean that I'm not this isn't this isn't me trying to take a side or a stand on anything other than the fact that both sides are are using social media as a way to get information out. And that's yeah. And that information is information that that it's I think it's important for the world to see. However, some of the imagery is just so barbaric on on both sides. And and I've you know I've had a I had a real good conversation with the, just an absolute dear friend of mine um on his perspective and and his take with this. He's got tons of friends in Israel. And he's, you know, he's very pro-Israeli and, you know, and, and it's, and I've been talking, just having just real conversations with them about everything that's going on because the information war is at a level that we've never seen before. We've never seen this before. And, and this is the start of something new because, because both sides are clamoring for eyeball views because it's like, Hey, if we can get more people to see our side of it, then that's going to raise awareness for our cause on on both sides. How do we talk to our children about what's Dude, happening? I mean, it's, it's, you know, we've got it different with our seven-year-old because, because, you know, he's, he's in, he's in a, a, a religious school and he comes back talking about the war in the Holy land, right. you know, and then you've got, you've got the news and everything showing what's happening on college campuses around the U.S. and and right. it raises questions like, well, why are why do so many people believe one way and so many people believe another way, and who's right? And it's 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 tough, right? And and again, please don't take that as I'm I'm not I'm saying that one is right and one is wrong. I'm not saying I'm I am I am completely staying out of this. What I'm focused on is the information that's being disseminated across the globe, and that is the most ter- terrifying thing. Because what we are led to believe is just as important as what's really happening, in my opinion, over there. And that's a that's kind of a controversial statement. But I think that that when you've got both sides taking out advertisements on social media 
and social media allowing that to happen and social so, media let me ask you a working question. the algorithm to show what they're showing that god was, i don't want was, my kids so seeing dead that children was, I that just, was my that was my question that's my the question reality was, of the war i get so it is but no it's one like, is, dude and so no one is moderating no one is looking at that content and saying, still, perhaps maybe this is too much because it used to be a long time ago that the on, u.s wouldn't show images they, that way they still they still are to oh dear, <laughs> to some extent they still are but the stuff that we're not seeing compared to what we are seeing, the filter's been opened up a little bit. In the name of the that in the name of fake news and all the other stuff that's a result of all the things that happened in the United mm-hmm. States, now the filter's been some of it's been unblocked. You're still not gonna see some of the, you know, the grotesque like the super, super grotesque stuff. At least you shouldn't. But even what you're seeing now is not being as critically fact-checked as it was before. And that's that's leaving room, and they're figuring it what? out. They're figuring out how, and you know, I'm surprised we didn't see more of it with, Uca- with Ukraine and Russia, but what we're seeing now with this conflict is that they're really pushing the limits on what they can put out there, and it's, dude, it's everywhere. So would you say, though, but... That has been, but that has been the norm with social media altogether. So when we scale back and remove yourself from this conflict, like we're not like just talking in general about social media and the impact that it has. It's to, it's to be said that it's been so awful for for quite a bit of time that we should have already been removing it from our kids' phones and from from, from kids being part Agree. of it. And and but then you can also take a look at the larger global stage and you can say, well, Americans are soft because the rest of the world's been seeing this for years and years and years and years. So is it Americans that are finally seeing this and going, Oh my God, shocking. Right, because Dead I remember children. I remember Whereas being able to see the newspaper in Mexico, Mexico. and it had right. all of those graphic images. That's right. That's so right. I it's, just it's I'm, interesting. I'm I'm looking at this again objectively from from the thing where I have the most expertise, which is from the from the cybersecurity aspect and from the from the information component. And it is just it is it's nothing like we've ever seen on the internet before. Right. And it's it's driving viewership and driving and 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 the way that I'm gonna use this term is is important is sensationalism in the sense that it's taking the absolute most sensational, not in a good way, imagery and videos and sound clips and everything. And that's what's getting its that's way to saying. the top of the algorithm. And that's what they're saying. And so that's why I worry about the kids seeing something and it changing their perspective, but it not being fact-based. That's my concern is that that people are going to see something on social media that has no context of or, or no accuracy to it, but it's made its way to the top. I mean, there's there's footage from video games that's being shown, right? And people are going, oh my God, look what happened. There's footage from 15 years ago that's being shown. Right. And people are saying, look what happened this morning. So there's all this misinformation and disinformation that's coming out of this in order to skew the perspective on on both sides. And it's, uh, granted, what's going on over there is is tragic in every sense of the word, but what's happening on the information side is that people are getting sucked in to firm up their beliefs on what they believe on both sides. And it's causing some, it's causing some pretty, um, pretty crazy real world issues. And you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm worried about it. I'm, you know, I'm going through London today and, right. and, you know, and you know, we don't worry about much of McAllen, Texas, unfortunately, you know, for us, fortunately, but we have friends down here. They're terrified, you know, of what right. of some of the things are happening. But on a global scale, look what just happened in Brussels. Look at the six-year-old kid uh, yeah, no. that was stabbed in Chicago, dude. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so yeah, so I'm, I'm are... worried about it. But um, I just I caution everyone who who's reading anything, just fact check it and and just make sure that you realize that what you're seeing may not be accurate. And and it's crazy because even as grotesque and crazy as it is, some of it's actually gonna be pretty accurate but there's also things that are not so don't don't make your decisions based on what you see on social media i think is a rule of thumb anyway well our hearts are with everybody that is affected and it um it's a hard it's a hard dude it's I a can't, hard subject you can talk about i don't want to, yeah um, so there's that there's also all kinds of other stuff the school voucher stuff dude can't, i was just gonna ask you dude, if texas, you knew texas who, republicans man if you knew who the um God, no the contenders for the superintendent role have you been following that at all uh, it McAllen. So yeah. apparently the Brownsville guy was just shortlisted. Um, 
But I mean, Brownsville is not an A plus. Like it's. I mean, no. I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I'm talk, looking at you like, I'm tell not me. To talk tell, smack early, but tell me about what you know about the God, Jay, superintendent. Gonna, gonna miss Jay for sure, but we'll see. You know, maybe this guy's got a. You know, I haven't dug into him much, so I don't know if he's got the good. The track question that was posed to me was, did we get a lemon to the other districts that didn't want that person? Like, who is this guy? I don't know. I don't know, but Harlingen. I'm all eyes on Harlingen. Let's see what they let's see. What are our parents going to be? I mean, should we be worried about drugs in the Halloween trick or treat? Oh God, <laughs> you know that this is a good question, but it also it reminds me of the meme where it's like, and there's a guy who did an interview where it's like, hey, just you know, hold on, let me let me read it. We don't need the meme. Just tell no, us what you're no, talking. No. I don't think I don't think drug dealers are going to put a bunch of drugs <laughs> in the in the candy dish. That's kind of that's kind of the the premise of of the meme. It but says, that's not to say that you we shouldn't be checking candy. It's a pre Halloween reminder. No one likes your kids enough to give them free drugs. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree, I mean, but I don't I, know. I've, I've I never, do check the candy. I've never met a drug dealer who's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take $10,000 worth of merchandise. I'm going to stick it in a six-year-old's you know, yeah. pumpkin. No, uh, but there are some hateful people out there, so you really don't know. Check the candy. Right. Make sure. Also, um, what else? Oh, my God. Is our next show on Halloween? I think so. If you're back. I don't know. It. I can't math. No, it's too Halloween. No one is putting ago. their expensive edibles in their buckets. Yeah, for real. You know how hard it is to get good stuff. But can I give you guys a real story that happened to me? Okay, so I'm in this class. I've been there for two weeks. I meet this guy don't sitting to my say, right. Look, and just don't mention people. I didn't mention his name. God. Anyway, there is a, a dude sitting to my right. Really nice guy. He was a... Uh, he was uh, very smart sitting next to me. Anyway, one day he gets a call. That's enough about him. <laughs> <laughs> one day he gets a call. Um, and I'll be honest, guys, this class is pretty intense. You were not allowed to have your phone. You weren't allowed to pick it up. And so I see he had his phone up on his on his desk. And I see the call coming through. Terrible, and it's like so-and-so ISD. Tell people how I was keeping you awake during your class. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Drew, help me. Help me. Send news. Help me. <laughs> Kept me wide rake. Uh, I got a 96 and a 98. Our kids I don't know listen if, to this. I don't know <laughs> if it was the teacher or Drew's provocative photos. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Anyway, I always tell everybody, don't scroll through my phone. Definitely not through the, through the messages. I tell them, like, go ahead. No, what? Um, anyway, and so this guy sitting next to me, ISD calls. Tracy, you're going to love this story. And he's looking at the phone like, do I answer it or do I not answer it? And I'm like, dude, it's the school district. You need to answer your phone. And he's like, yeah, but you know, the professor was kind of a stickler for the phone. And I was like, get out of here. Go answer the phone. So he leaves. And he left for like 30 to 45 minutes. And I was like, this guy never came back. What happened? <laughs> so he comes back, and he's he's kind of a, a hot mess. But he gets through the class. And honestly, I forgot all about whatever could have possibly been bothering him. The next day, I casually asked, so how's it going? How was dinner last night? Did you guys have a good time? You know, And he says, he says, no, actually, you know, that call I got yesterday. And I said, well, what happened? He says, it was a school. My 14 year old took an edible and was so high that he couldn't function. He was drooling on himself at school and nobody knew what was wrong with him. They thought he was having a seizure because he was so out of it. He couldn't talk. He couldn't nothing. That's terrible. Which yeah. one did he take? <laughs> Well, that I don't know. And so. God, that's tragic. Which so one was says, it? Where did he get it? He says, um, he had a, he's like, and the worst part about it is that I have to call my parents to go pick him up. And he's like, so now they've got grandma and grandpa wondering what kind of degenerate parent I am that my kid's taking edibles at school. And then he was all messed up and he slept from like noon till 10 p.m. So I couldn't even talk to him to yell at him. And uh, he got suspended from school for six weeks. <laughs> Six weeks. Better had like, the rest of the edibles. You, but you know what I did say? I said, well, where did he get the edible? And he says, I don't know. He said he got it from a friend. And I said, well, the story here is don't let Dude. your kids take things from other people. Like if you don't know what it is, don't consume it. That's the lesson. The lesson is that could have been laced with fentanyl and he could have died. That's right. That's it right. couldn't have been, you know, it was bad enough he was drooling on himself, but he could have died. So. I saw someone drool on themselves when they smoked opium seeds. <laughs> Who do you hang out with? This is a long time like, ago. Where are so you? Like talking about my high school yeah, experience. I was like, I was at a football game and you were smoking nope. seeds. Hi, in the 1927 Mercedes Benz. You know who I? You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, but that's just scary. So anyway, that was that. Put your edibles away. Don't let your children near them. 
For real, yeah, man. Yeah, they look like gummy bears. Well, you know, um, anyway, yeah. Oh, speaking of November, yeah. we might go to the marijuana show, the marijuana business show in Vegas. I'm very, I'm very interested in this. What an incredible industry. Will we yeah. get in the state of Texas? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, the the from what I've heard, the consensus is why would they legalize something in Texas? I mean, that's just going to affect the budgets for the war. Oh my God! Did you protect you at Abbott? Did now this no. guy? We're, you know where else we're building a wall? Oh, where? Oh, this is so good. Well, the walls don't work, y'all. No, 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 no. You know where else we're building? Okay, so so Biden of uh, greenlit twenty six. 26 bills or 26 sections or something of wall to be built in the world. This guy's like, not another mile. And it's like, all of a sudden construction's back started. Way to go, Biden. Just because. They because don't my, work. Well, I mean. And they cost so much in, money. In some, listen, I am not a fan, but, but for doing what they're supposed to do, they kind of work. Can't you just go around work. them and people well, learn you, how to scale them? People yes, know how to climb yes, over them. Yes, which is more of a pain in the butt. Anyway, but but now we're building another wall. What kind of wall? I can't even make this up. You want you want me to show you? I Where is the wall? Oh, it's so good. Look, Texas wall. You ready? I want no, you. I don't will know you read it? Will you sure, read it? I'll read it. Read it. I'm going to give you the headline. I want you to read it. Okay. Are you putting me in the hot seat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just read, just read the headline. Ready? Just read it as it's written. Ready? Okay. Go. A new border wall. Texas installs fencing along New Mexico border. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. Why? <laughs> Mexicans, man. New Mexicans. <laughs> He's terrified that the new ones are going to come. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a different. Oh, my God. Wow. Migrants are entering New Mexico illegally, and then they're crossing into Texas. Uh, our wonderful, oh, yeah, fearless yeah, yeah. leader. Greg Abbott posted on Twitter, Texas National Guard reinforces border with razor wire following Governor Abbott's orders. This is the, on the border between Texas and New Mexico. Bold. What Migrants are entering that? New Mexico illegally. They're going into, so what's happening is you're going into New Mexico. I feel like we've been on over an hour. Does it tell you? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're um, an hour six. And they're coming across in Texas. So he's going to build a wall between us and New Mexico. Look, you can't even. Uh, I don't want to look. Um, anyway, I'm okay. over it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's done. All right. The walls, are, I think, are a little silly. And I love you. Money. And I will see you You'll in see a me couple of weeks. In two weeks. Um, 11 days. Oh, are you counting down now? You're no. so sad. So sad. Oh my God. You're just happy because you got your upgrade. I did get my upgrade. Yeah. I burned a system wide upgrade, but I got it. Good. I'm glad. And I'm happy. I might go to Vienna on Friday. Have a good time. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. I get to see an old friend and I get to go see some great stuff in Vienna. Never, never been there. Always want to go. Still trying um, to figure out how I get to Finland also. I'll be at the Mad Cat football game. Are you going to get a mom? No one do moms get, get moms? No. Can you you, you didn't give me a mom. Can you I, should have already ordered it. It's too late. You can't it's just done. go to H-E-B and get a mom. You can't just go to H-E-B and get a mom. Why not? And they don't have any. I was trying to cue my little thing. Yeah, well, you failed. Off to work. Come on, you got to pack, and I got to get to work. Love you. Love you, too. Drew!